know it, maybe you want to just re- rehearse it in your head. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. First thing I want you to see there is there is a striking contrast. The first part of the verse tells us about death, which we all know is coming. The second part of the verse tells us about life, eternal life. So therein is the contrast. Now, the first part of the verse tells us about what we already have coming to us. The wages of sin. What is the wages of sin talking about? It's talking about what we must face because we have rebelled against God. And someone says, well, I haven't rebelled against God. Can you explain then why God made a bird to fly and the bird flies, but he made you to tell the truth and nobody had to teach you how to lie. You just know how to do it. The bird is doing what he was made to do, but you are not. Say, well, well, I tell the truth most of the time. If you have, were not in rebellion against God, you wouldn't even know how to tell a lie. Can you tell me why God made a, well, all mothers in creation, I'm talking about all animal mothers, to nurture their little babies and nobody has to teach them how to do it they just know by instinct what to do thousands of years after creation they still know what to do and yet God made us to love but take a look around this world we're living in it's filled with hate See, the mothers of, in nature, the mother deer, the mother horse, the mo- you just pick the species. Mothers know and do what they were made to do. But you and I were made to love and we hate. That is because we are in rebellion against our creator. We have made the choice to be our own God, to do it our way. If we, had, if we didn't have that rebellion in our hearts, we wouldn't even know how to hate. And you go right down the list of the Ten Commandments. These are the things that God made us to do. And by nature, we do the opposite. Because we are in rebellion against God. And that is called sin. And the wages or the payment for sin is death. 
Every kind of death. Death is simply the absence of life. You pull a leaf off of a tree or that Christmas tree that you've got in the living room that you're just hoping that there's still some needles left on it by New Year's. Why, why are the needles falling off? Because your tree is dying. It's been detached from its roots. It has had life taken away, and now your tree, I'm sorry, I hope I'm not ruining your Christmas, your tree is standing there in death. And you and I have been cut off from our roots because of our rebellion against God. We chose it. And the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. God says, I'm going to give you another chance. I'm going to give you the opportunity to be forgiven and to get life again. The gift of God is eternal life. Now listen, every person, this, hey, this is not a church thing. This is not a Baptist thing. This is not a, a, a religion thing. This is a you and God thing. And nobody's exempted. Doesn't matter what your background or what you call yourself or you say, yeah, well, I grew up late. Doesn't matter. We're talking about fact here. We're talking about you and God. You are either living under the wages of sin or you have accepted the gift of God, eternal life. There's no other option. And that's really what the message of Christmas is all about. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let me tell you quickly some things about a gift. First of all, a gift costs the giver, not the receiver. I hope that nobody this this Christmas is going to have someone hand you a gift and right before you take it say, that'll be $10, please. Because guess what? At that moment, it ceases to be a gift. A gift costs the giver. What an amazing thing that you could or, or would be able to unwrap a gift and right away you look at it and you say, I can't believe they spent this much money on me. Now, we shouldn't think those things, but we do. I, where, where in the world did they get to? So someone went out and spent $100, $200, 300 $400, and I... I'm pulling off a bow and some paper, and it costs me nothing. A gift costs the giver, not the receiver. Listen, God gave his most prized possession. Only one time in the history of the universe did God Almighty become a man. And that was in the person of Jesus Christ. Now, he should have, by right... Come to this earth to be a king. He should by right have come to this earth to be adored. But he chose to come to this earth as a servant. And to lay down his life. Because what's the wages of sin? Death. You and I have death coming to us because of our rebellion against God. Jesus took all of our sin and death upon him when he hung on the cross. That's God's gift to you. 
God said, your sin's already covered. Paid in full. You don't owe it anymore. But you have to receive it. The gift costs the giver, not the receiver. Something else about a gift is that you may not realize the value of a gift when you first receive it. I wonder if you've ever had this experience that somebody gave you socks for Christmas. And you opened up, the, you unwrapped it, and you go, oh, good, socks. <laughs> that wasn't anywhere on your list. But then just a few nights later, it gets down below zero, and you're going, where are them socks? Where are those socks I got? Same thing for gloves, other things like that. You may not realize the value of a gift when you first receive it. it. In fact, you may have gotten some gifts in your life that you felt like, what's this for? What do I need it for? And then you lived a little longer and you found out, wow, this is actually a very valuable thing. This is a very helpful thing. I was, I was, um, my son was about seven years old. And uh, at the time, I was, I was pastoring, and I was just picking up whatever side jobs I could to help pay the bills. And so I was delivering newspapers one, one year. My, like I said, my son was about seven. I was delivering newspapers in this little Honda Accord. And my uh, route was in Lake Carmel, very hilly, very curvy. And um, one day, I was seven days a week, one day my son gave me a little plastic toy shovel about that wide about that long and he said here dad take this with you okay so I stuck it in the back of the car thanks Joe appreciate you man my little toy shovel in the back of the car it was about a week later it was a Saturday morning and I mean in a matter of less than an hour I'm out delivering papers 4 30 in the morning and I'm telling you, the whole world iced over in in a matter of, of 30 minutes to an hour. And I had no ch- I tried to, but you know how it is, sheet of ice, you're not going anywhere. So I, there was already snow on the ground, so I actually got some traction out of the snow. But I, I was at the top of a hill, very steep hill, and I had to get to the bottom, and there was no way I was going to do it on the sheet of ice. I just had to wait for the sun to come up, and hopefully it would melt or something, and nobody was moving. Nobody was coming down that road. So I'm on the side of the road, and I'm not kidding you. I probably sat there about an hour, and all of a sudden I hear the jingle of chains on a, on a town truck. And I thought, okay, there's some hope. So I looked down at the bottom of this. I'm telling you, this really happened. I looked down the bottom of this steep hill, and I see a 10-wheel dump truck, full-size dump truck with the big sander in the back, plowing the front. And I mean, and, and he's got the chains on. He is fully loaded. I'm thinking, here it is. This is where I'm going to get my deliverance here. And I watch him as he, and he's fishtailing. That's how icy it was. He's fishtailing up the hill. And he, he, I I was scared because he's a narrow road and he comes near me. I thought, man, if in fact, if I'm not mistaken, I I got out of the car because I was afraid he was going to hit the car. And uh, he got just past my car. And I am not kidding you. This huge dump truck loaded down with sand 
starts turning sideways in the road and slid down the road sideways. I was sure he was going to dump over, being so top-heavy with sand. But he didn't. He got probably 100 feet or 150 feet past my car, and he got into the ditch as well. Now what? Well, he got out. He said, hold on. He said, I just... Got to get some sand under the wheels. I think we'll get it out. And he starts looking for a shovel. They got everything on that truck except a shovel. And he hollers up to me. He said, you wouldn't happen to have a shovel in your car, would you? And I said, no. He said, even a toy shovel. I probably, Even a toy shovel, anything. And that's when the light went off. Yeah, I do. It was so icy. I went to the back of the car. I pulled the shovel out, and I slid it down the road to him. And he got it. He got up in the back of the truck, and he started using that toy shovel. That toy shovel got that truck out of it, and it eventually got me out of it and got me home. See, when my son said, here, Dad, here's a shovel, I didn't realize the value of it. Today... If you have never received the gift of God, you probably don't value it yet like like you should. In fact, many people who have received the gift of God, eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, don't value what they have. I tell you when we will value it. When we're standing face to face before God, and God says... Who's paying for your sins? There's only two answers. Jesus already paid for them, or I'm going to have to pay for them myself. myself. And the only way to pay for them yourself is eternal damnation, the wages of sin. And that's when you remember, I should have took the gift. But it's too late. It'll be too late to take the gift when you're standing before God. The Bible's very clear about that. A gift costs the giver, not the receiver. You may not receive the value of a gift when you first receive it. Last thing, you must choose to receive a gift before it can be yours. Jesus died for everybody in the world, but everybody in the world will not go to heaven. Only those who receive the gift. Only those who receive the gift. If you're here today and you know you have never received it, and the the gift is Jesus Christ, by the way. It's Jesus Christ. It's saying yes to Jesus Christ. If you know you've never received Jesus Christ, or if you're not sure, let me make it very simple for you. You don't have to stand up, make a speech, do anything. Right there where you are, from your heart, talk to God and telling, tell him, I'm receiving the gift. Let's talk to God right, right now. Bow your heads if you would, please. Lord, I pray if there's one person here today, you know every heart. I don't. You do. If there's one person that you look at their heart from where you are, Lord, and say, they have not yet received my son. 
I know that breaks your heart for, far more than it does mine. And I pray that they will make the choice today to take Jesus Christ as their Savior from sin because he died for their sins and rose again. If you're here today and you say, all right, I've never received the gift, or I'm not sure, either way. But you say, today's the day. Today's the day I receive the gift. Today's the day I take Jesus as my Savior. Would you talk to God about it? Here's what you need to tell him, something like this. Dear God, I know I've sinned against you. And I'm sorry. I'm ashamed of my sin. I want your salvation. I want your gift. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe that Jesus rose from the dead. Right now, I am receiving Jesus for myself. Jesus, come into my heart. Save my soul. Take me to heaven when I die. Help me to live for you. He say, well, Pastor, it can't be that simple. Oh, the Bible is very, very clear. It's that simple. God wanted it to be that simple because he wants to forgive your sins. He wants to give you everlasting life. He wants us all to say yes to him this time, even though we said no to him last time. If you're here this morning and you say, just now, Pastor, just now I received Jesus Christ as my Savior. When you prayed, I prayed with you. I made that decision in my heart. I never had before, but today I did. I'd love to know about it. Nobody's looking but me. Who would raise, slip up your hand and say, yeah, Pastor, when you prayed just now, I prayed. Anybody at all? I would love to know about that. God, God bless you. Anyone else? I just, when you prayed just then, I did. Praise the Lord. Father, you see the hands, but far more importantly, you see the heart. A person doesn't even have to raise their hand to get this taken care of. They simply have to say yes to the Savior. And thank you for those who did. And I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to have the absolute confidence and assurance that we have everlasting life. In Christ's precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, we're all done.